What are we doing? I don't know, mate. That kid is superstar fire. in the making. Like the play's already gone, just please. Just put your flag up. Yeah, but what are you, mate? I mean, I am a wanker. You're listening to the Circle and Rectangle Show, Australia's finest A-Leagues podcast. We have ourselves, Jamie Brown, in the middle of a season, a 2022 World Cup, and it we're like as much as it pains me that it should have already been played and hosted by Australia, and we would have seen ourselves knocked out in the group stages, hosts like normal. Um, but instead, it is being played in the Middle East um, during a season which angers me a lot, but not as much as it angers yep. Jamie Brown. Yeah, I sort of wanted to start our World Cup preview show with a few figures that'll show you how appalling it is. 6,500 people died building these stadiums in the 10 years since they got announced as the host in the Middle East. India, Pakistan, Nepal, Bangladesh, and Sri Lanka where the vast majority of these people came, where their working conditions were subhuman and their pay conditions were horrible, basically slaves. So it's a disgrace that FIFA allowed this to happen. And Sepp Blatter has even come out and said that it, he regrets the decision to you know, announce the World Cup being played where it is this year, not just because you know it completely screws up every season this every season in Europe and it takes you know a break halfway through the year when it shouldn't have happened but you know also for all the controversy that's happened around the build up so we're doing it because we love football i will be watching every england game and every socceroos game that is it for me but so i hope i'll be able to watch england in a final so i'll get a few games but, but you won't, you won't see I, england in a final cuz when they top the group and the socceroos come second <laughs> we'll knock them out in the round of 16 but um, look, the, it is obviously controversial because of the uh, working conditions and the build-up to this World Cup, but also the fact that, as Jamie said, it is being played in the middle of a season and some of the world's biggest names are out of out due to injury because they haven't yeah. had their month break because they literally played football last week. Yeah, they were coming off a season. You know, we're missing... I, I honestly thought Senegal were going to be a really good chance in this tournament, but without Sadio Mane there, that's a huge negative and... It takes away from the game. Like you're losing massive players. I mean, arguably the best player in the world right now isn't there, and that's Erling Haaland. Credit to Norway for boycotting the World Cup, unlike those uh, other uh, teams. N- that are going. Norway, Norway but, didn't uh, really you know, boycott it. They just didn't qualify, but then they boycotted it. That's that's how they boycott, mate. Look, they just they didn't want to play this World Cup, so they happily sacrificed. Well, then congratulations uh, are in order to Italy as well for boycotting this World Cup. Oh wait, no, you yep. just didn't qualify. You suck. Italy, no, they really wanted to be there. Yeah, it's different between Italy and Norway, but yeah, <laughs> you know it's um. It just sucks because it, it, it's not just Sadio Mane is probably one of the biggest names that's missing out, but there are a lot of names for a lot of smaller nations that you expect to see there that aren't going to be there purely because they played uh, a game for their club well, literally five I years mean, ago. So. Defending champions, France have a couple of big names out, arguably. Yep. Uh, I mean, their starting centre-back duo, which normally would be Rafa Varane and uh, uh, Presnel Kimbembe, both in doubt through to injury, but probably the most informed man in world football currently Christopher Nkunku is also ruled out due to injury. Um, yeah, which it's just there is massive chances. names missing out through injury, and it's it's ridiculous. Obviously, you'd know one, Reese James missing out due to injury. Um, England's yeah, number one right back because Trent is garbage. He's not a defending right back, that's for sure. And yeah, Reese James has had a great start to the season with Chelsea. Unfortunately, he's picked up an injury, and yeah, missed out on the World Cup. Wouldn't have happened if it happened in Australia in July. Just just saying, mm. gonna harp on that. It's trying not to be negative. It is football after all, but I mean, it is, it is football. We're going to get excited about it, but just know that when England wins this World Cup, no one cares. It doesn't count. <laughs> I know. I know. 
But hey, I mean, Paul Pogba's also missing this one as well. He's another big name, massive so name. France, France is, France is right, but the huge. French the French depth is ridiculous. But I think besides the, the Socceroos, I, I think they're a good chance of this World Cup because they're going to go through it underrated. Uh, the big thing for me is this is pretty much a childhood dream. There is a very big chance that two of the football's best ever players to never have won a World Cup could possibly face off in a World Cup final. Yeah, and it's going to be their last. Yeah. Leo Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo, obviously, um, which is, it's a hard thing, right? I saw your boat, your bloke, Billy Trengrove, put up, you know, Billy Wingrove, sorry, uh, that he's supporting England, that 99% of him wants England to win. But there is that 1% of him that would like to see Leo Messi win a World Cup because it's the only thing that he doesn't have on his record. Frankly, I don't really care if he wins or not. It is going to be sad to not see him play at these tournaments because, you know, himself and Ronaldo have been dominant throughout the game for the last 15, nearly 20 years. Just so it's going to be sad. Enjoy to it while it lasts, everyone. That's it. Go into it. I'm, I'm not because I'll only be watching England. So I'll only see them play in the final. But, um, you know, it's, it is sad the fact that it's going to be their last World Cup. And Ronaldo is surrounded by con- controversy with what's happening at Manchester United. He'll probably end up in the A-League, yep. if you believe uh, Danny Townsend. Um, uh, this could be the best thing Danny Townsend's ever done besides leave Sydney FC. Um, I'll forgive him for the Corica thing if he can bring Ronaldo to... Not even to Sydney FC. I, I don't mean, care where that, he goes. Just care. bring him Just to the, to the league, yeah. yeah. Send him to Perth so they get a crowd. But I love... Oh, Western United or... Mac- not MacArthur. Fuck MacArthur. But get him to Western United so they actually have a crowd. Something to bring people to the game, but... Yeah, it's yeah, as great as it is because it's a World Cup, these moments happen every World Cup where legends that we grew up with watching and these two are absolutely the top two legends of all time in my mind. They this will be their last one. So you hope Argentina is, goes well, you not hope just you see that, them in knockout stages. Like there's a very good chance this could possibly be Neymar's last World Cup. This is Luis Suarez's hey. last World Cup, Thomas Muller, uh Manuel Neuer. Yeah, that's it. That's I mean, Neymar don't really give a shit, he's a blood on the game, but you know, Manuel Neuer. I mean, probably the best goalkeeper for the him and Buffon one and two. The thing is, the yeah, Buffon, like... Buffon, Manuel Neuer, and Nico Casillas will go down as the three best goalkeepers yep. of their generation, or possibly even world football. Yep. But the, what Manuel Neuer has done to develop and change the way a goalkeeper is now seen as not just someone yeah. between the sticks, but as an eleventh outfield player, will yep. go down in history. So to see him yep. in the last World Cup and like how disappointing it was for them to get knocked out in the in the group stages last time around. Uh, hopefully they can do a lot better, but uh, look, it is what it is. I mean, every, this happens every four years. We're going to get around it. We're going to watch it. That's and it. then we're yeah. going to complain about it the entire time. But one thing I'm not going to complain about is when the Socceroos knock over France in our first World Cup fixture, which is on Wednesday, 6 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Uh, French. Beautiful time. Don't even know who's in the Australian squad. So this is good for us. Yeah, it, not just the, the 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 fact that France have no clue who's playing for Australia, but also Graham Arnold. This is his last chance to prove himself as a manager. So he's got a, he's, everything's on him. All the pressure's on him. So hopefully he can bring out something against France. If they can come away with a draw from this game, not really a win. You're not expecting a win, but if they can get a draw, maybe a one 0 loss, you're set up huge to come second in the group and go through to the, the next thing stage. Is, but if we take a point from France, I think we are a very good chance of beating both Denmark and Tunisia. Absolutely. If you can do that against France, who are clearly the best team in the group, Denmark are good, but nowhere near France's level. And Tunisia, they're probably the team you expect to get three points against, but you you can't assume it. But yeah, if you can get a point against France, or even a 1-0 loss, I'd count as a draw. It won't officially be, but it's tough. But hey, 6 a.m. kickoff time. How good is that for Australian fans? 
finally, I woke up at a kickoff time that's not horrible until the Denmark game. That's all right, because, uh, yeah, if obviously Wednesday morning, 6 a.m. against France, but then we go Saturday night, 9 p.m. against Tunisia before following Thursday, 2 a.m. That's the only thing. That's the only downside. Um, but look, Jamie Brown, World Cup is here. I'm, ex- I, I'm excited it's here. Disappointed at its location, but that's, it is what yeah. it is. It, yeah, it's it's we we talked about it when we came back for the show. This was going to be a huge eighteen months for football in Australia and our show with you know both the A League men's and women's, the World Cup, finishing the domestic season into a women's comp. So football is football. We're going to love it. We're going to get amazing goals, which we'll talk about on the show. Hopefully, the Socceroos can do well. I really would like that third game. That I prefer that to be the nine p.m. kickoff instead of the two a.m. Because if that's a must, get a certain. It's probably going to be a do or die game. Have to get a draw. Have to get a win to go through the next round. So it's going to be huge. To have it at 2 a.m. kind of sucks because it's not going to get as big a crowd on TV as it should. Optus Sport providing the goods for that one. But, you know, hopefully there'll still be a lot of diehard football fans, diehard Socceroos fans that'll get up for it because I think, you know, we're going to beat Tunisia. Hopefully we'll get a draw against France. And then that's a game where, depending on, I mean, if they lose to Tunisia, you might not even need a point. But it's, it's going to be a game that's got huge importance to have it at 2 a.m. kind of sucks. You wish they could, like, you know, in NFL, they'll promote a game to a certain time slot because it's going to be a bigger game than they expected at the start of the year. It doesn't happen at the World Cup. It's set. But hey, 2 a.m., Australia-Denmark. You get to see Christian Eriksen. Everyone knows him because of what happened at the Euros and his struggles since then. But he's playing pretty good at the moment. So it's going to be a good game. Hopefully, it draws a crowd in Australia because, you know, again, we can stick it up Channel 9 and 2GB who say no one watches football when we get huge odds for the Socceroos games in the World Cup. so And uh, big up A-League memes on Twitter for conning Melbourne's Fed Square into putting it on the big screen. Uh, yes. That's great value. Yes. Big ups. But uh, look, yeah, as we said, uh, now for the next month on the regular show, we'll be throwing in our World Cup segment to go over the rounds that have happened, uh, the matches that have happened, the Socceroos matches as they go, um, and then as the round of 16 semifinals and all that happen, uh, they'll be added in. But Jamie Brown, it's good to see you again. Uh, I'm looking forward to a big week of action. Oh, yeah. Massive week of football coming up. Women's League into World Cup. Let's go. Let's go. Football is here. Football is here for at least the next month before we get back into the regular scheduled program of the A-League men's. And I can can be depressed again when Sydney FC comes back. Still are. Anyways, Jamie Brown, (laughs) I'll see you later. See you later, man. Thanks for tuning in for this week's episode of the Circle and Rectangle Show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. We love hearing from you guys, so please hit us up on our socials, the Circle and Rectangle Show on both Facebook and Instagram. Drop us an email, show at gmail.com or at show on both TikTok and Twitter. We'll see you all next week. <laughs>